0: Again, smmarketingsociety.com.
1: Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here's your host, Michael Stelzner.
0: Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast, brought to you by socialmediaexaminer.com. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and business owners who want to know what works with social media. I am very excited about today's show. I'm going to be joined by my good friend, Joel Com, and we're going to explore 360 video live and virtual reality for marketers. Now, This is very cutting-edge tech, and you're going to absolutely love it. By the way, if you want to reach me, email podcast at socialmediaexaminer.com. I've got two humongous announcements for you before we get started today. First of all, have you seen my brand new show called The Journey? Yes, I know it's crazy. I actually have a third show. (laughs) This is a little different because this is a episodic video documentary about my company, Social Media Examiner, and the impossible mission that we're on to grow our core product 62% year over year. Now, as of this broadcast, there's already six or seven of these shows in the can. Now, these are very easy-to-consume video documentaries that are like five to eight minutes on average in length. And when you watch this show, you're gonna see real, unvarnished, reality of a business that's on the rise and how I tackle huge monumental problems on my journey to success. Now I can tell you, I don't think I've ever in my life gotten more feedback than I have for this show. It's frankly kind of off the charts. I don't even even know how to convey this over audio other than I would strongly encourage you to simply go to journey.show that's the killer URL I got, journey.show, and watch the first episode. It's only like five and a half minutes, and you will be hooked, and um, it's it's pretty crazy. So check it out. It's called The Journey. It's an ongoing episodic documentary that will be going on probably for five or six months, and it's just been an absolute blast to produce this show. It's a lot of work, but it is really an incredible journey to actually have a video show. Let's now transition over to this week's brand new discovery.
1: Helping you stay alive in a social jungle, here's this week's survival tip. This week, I'm joined by Eric
0: Fisher with a brand new discovery. What'd you find, Eric?
1: Hey, I found a really cool tool that's going to streamline your image resizing and cropping for your social media postings.
0: Streamline your image recropping and sizing. Why would we want to do that?
1: Well, because often we have a really great image, but it doesn't translate or crop well across all the different platforms, depending upon what you're using it for, whether it's a profile pic or a pic for a post, let alone the fact that different post image sizes vary between different social networks. Right. Or (laughs) if
0: you want to create an image and have it look one way, you want to have it look good on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, they're all slightly different, right? So this will allow
1: you to easily do that. So what's the name of the tool? So the tool is called Landscape and it's made by Sprout Social. Hmm. Landscape. So how does it work? So how it works is it is a web-based tool. So you go to sproutsocial.com slash landscape, and once you land on that page, you can upload your images, and you can do multiple ones all at once. Once you upload those images right there on the browser, you can choose which social networks that you are going to be cropping these for, or resizing these for, and what uses on each of those individual networks you'll be using these images for. Huh. So
0: what I hear you saying is you can just upload the image, select all the boxes you want, and then poof, it outputs all the various sizes for you by cropping it. Is that correct?
1: It does. Yeah. Once you've gone through, you know, step-by-step and chosen this and that, and and it kind of auto-selects certain things, and you can then fine tune it. Right. Once you export it out, it exports it out all as one big folder with all the different image versions of the images for all those different platforms. Is it free? It is free. How do we get there? Uh, SproutSocial.com
0: slash landscape. Eric, thank you so much for bringing us that brand new find. You're welcome. I was recently at Social Media Marketing World, and I had a chance to connect with some of our best customers. A lot of them listen to our podcast, just like you do, And now for today's interview with Joel Calm.
1: Helping you simplify your social safari, here's this week's expert guide.
0: This week, I'm excited to be joined by Joel Calm. If you don't know who Joel is, he's a live video expert. He authored the book Live Video Revolution, also Twitter Power 3.0, and many, many other books. He's the co-host of the Bad Crypto podcast, which is rising in the iTunes ranks and he is a good friend of mine. Joel, welcome back to the show. Oh, so
2: good to be back. It it feels like it's been forever, but I actually just saw you last week.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That is so true. And today, Joel and I are going to explore where live video is heading, and we're going to specifically talk about 360 live video and live virtual reality, which is very, very much cutting-edge tech. So, Joel, um, let's start with 360 live video. Maybe you could describe maybe what 360 video is and then, and then kind of layer in the live component of it and kind of explain what, what it is and maybe what you can do with it.
2: Yeah. Well, 360 degree video is
0: video. That's completely immersive. It is
2: shot with uh, very specific cameras that have basically a lens, either, On top, that is able to capture everything around it or on two sides of the camera. And it's got the ability to basically capture everything top to bottom, left to right, using these two cameras, and it stitches together on the fly, this 360 video. So when you shoot with one of these cameras, you can then click around the picture any direction and see everything within the range of vision of that camera. So Live 360 is taking this technology and broadcasting it through the Live Video apps That have adopted 360, which of course includes Facebook,
0: YouTube, and Periscope. So, first of all, let's talk about some applications because I'm not living in this 360 world. What have you seen people (laughs) doing? You know, what what can we do with this? Because it is a little mind boggling to think that we could actually have someone kind of virtually present, you know, um, in real time.
2: Well it's so funny you say you don't live in a 360 world. Yeah, but the reality is we do. We all live in a 360 world where, you know, we are in a in time and in space where we can look around anywhere and see our surroundings. We get to enjoy the experience of living continually In 360. Now, with you know traditional video and live video, we're able to only look at what the camera is pointing at. But 360 video more closely approximates real life experience of being in a place and being able to look around anywhere. So since you know live video in really all video is ultimately about storytelling, 360 video gives broadcasters the opportunity to bring people into an experience as though they are there where they don't just get to look at whatever the camera's pointing at, but they have the freedom and control to click around on that video and look anywhere they want to, whether it's what the camera is directly pointed at or anything else that it picks up.
0: So give us some examples. What have you seen people doing with 360 Live? Yeah. Oh, there's, you know, there's no better
2: way to bring people into an experience than 360 because let's say, you know, I've seen people do this that are in the travel industry or they're just visiting somewhere. By going 360 Live, you can give people the opportunity to experience being in St. Mark's Square in Venice, being on a um, a surfboard, you know, out on the ocean, being in in a museum and being able to look around and see what the person who is broadcasting is experiencing. You know, the, the travel realm is going to be a huge arena for live three hundred and sixty. And what I've discovered is that whenever I see travel videos, somebody is somewhere that I've never been rather than satiate my desire to go to that place. It actually creates more desire to go experience it myself in real life. Um, Realtors, are using it to show off homes and apartments and business spaces to say, hey, you can have a virtual tour of this house that is for sale without actually leaving your home. Because as we walk through it, you can click around and look at the home and imagine, you know, what if your furniture was there and what if the painting was there and, oh, look, there's the back door and we can walk outside and I can uh, imagine that I'm in this yard and click around and see what it looks like from that space. And those are just two of the industries that I've seen it take, um, that people are using it. But if you imagine anything where there is an experience that you want someone to
0: have, then Live 360 provides
2: opportunities to do that.
0: I think I saw you walking in downtown Denver. Didn't you do something Mm -hmm. like this? So I did. I took it to downtown Denver and also I took it to the uh,
2: the Denver Zoo, you know, like whenever there's a baby giraffe that always makes the big news, you know, locally, whatever city zoo you're at. And we had a baby giraffe here in Denver this past summer. And so I took my nano uh, 360 camera to the, the zoo along with my iPhone. It plugs directly into the iPhone and it turns my iPhone into a 360 camera and I went live on Periscope basically broadcasting this, uh, this baby giraffe. And of course the adult giraffes and uh, people just, they love it because they're able to have this experience with me. And just like other live video, Mike, there is the engagement that takes place, which really makes it. That's what so I wanted to ask personal. you about.
0: Like, how do you tell them where to look when they're, when they could be looking in any direction? I mean, you know, like, that's the tricky part, right? Because they're looking at this on their phone or on their computer and they might be off looking in the opposite direction of where you're trying to get them to look. So how do you actually interact with them live and get their attention to look at a particular thing?
2: Well, I think, you know, we're still very much a novelty phase of live 360 and most people figure out that if they're on their mobile device they can swipe around with their finger and uh, people love to play with that because it's it's so right. empowering that oh I control where I'm looking and those that are at desktop they click around with their mouse so certainly if I'm saying oh look at you know that baby giraffe over there and their, uh, they're their not video is it. showing the other way then they know you know I tell them hey just swipe and you can see everywhere I t- even tell them hey if you swipe down you'll be looking up at the sky if you swipe you know up you'll take your camera you'll be looking down at the ground you have the full freedom to enjoy the live 360 experience however
0: you want do you let them just kind of decide which direction you ought to go in I mean do they say hey I want to see this or I want to see that or can you walk over there I mean are you are you that interactive with them
2: Uh, You know, I try to be interactive. And just like any other live video, you want to engage with your audience, you know, without engagement, then your live video is pretty much, you know, akin to a recorded video, the benefit of live and why I'm always so excited about it is that not only can I create authentic content, but in that moment, I can engage with my audience. And in doing so, I'm building a relationship with them. So, you know, there's times um, that I will listen to their comments and like, what's that over there? And and I'll go walk over to there and get Mm -hmm. closer to whatever it is to show them, uh, you know, what it is that is in front of them.
0: So from your perspective as a broadcaster, um, you talked about a Nano 360 camera And your Mm -hmm. phone, Um, what do we need to know if we decide to do this? Because I would imagine this is going to, first of all, be a data hog and possibly suck your batteries completely dry. So what should we know?
2: So there is that. You are correct that it can be both a data hog and it can really work your camera. So make sure that you're fully charged before you go out with your 360 and and bring an additional battery pack with you, both for your phone and for your camera. Of course, there's some cameras that are designed just for the iPhone. There's others that are designed for the USB on Android, and there's some that are are cross-compatible. And so, you know, you'll want to shop around, and there's a number of them out there now. You know, I mentioned that I use the 360 Nano S camera, which is $199. I bought it at Amazon, and it works just on iOS devices. It's made for the iPhone, and it comes with its own application that when you plug it in, it automatically launches that so you can take stills with it you can record video with it or by launching facebook live Uh, or YouTube, or Periscope, you can broadcast in live 360. I've found that the longest I've gotten out of a device is about mm, 25, maybe 30 minutes tops before the battery is done on either the device or my phone, which is why it pays to bring additional along with you. But, you know, it's using a lot of power to capture your video in 360. Uh, You also mentioned bandwidth that, you know, if you're using your cellular service and you've got limited, um, you've got, you know, a limit on how much bandwidth they're giving you or if they start throttling it once you hit five or 10 gig or whatever, it could be an issue. It's much better to stream live 360 on Wi-Fi, a really good connection if you have that capability.
0: Beyond the, um, okay, so the Nano, on the Nano 360, Is it just something that affixes to the top of the camera or do you have to like have a contraption where you have on one side, you have the camera on the other side, you have your phone or how does that all work? And
2: yeah, so actually I have a case on my um, phone, as most people do, you have to take off the case and there it plugs into the, uh, the fire slot. They're at the uh, the bottom of your phone, so you turn your iPhone over and you latch the camera to the bottom of it, but now it's right side up because you've turned it over I and see. it actually launches the app upside down as well so that it it's appropriately oriented
0: and when you're live, are you seeing all the comments somehow coming up on your phone or do you need another phone to do that or how does that work
2: yeah it's it's just like going live any other way that both uh, I've used it on both. Facebook and Periscope, which of course is Twitter Live, and in both cases the comments look just the same. The uh, you know getting it started, uh, there's a specific button in the app to do it. For example, with the Insta 360 uh, Nano, there is uh, you launch your Facebook Live within the app that came with the camera, and then it posts it to Facebook. But within Periscope, it recognizes that 360 camera, and you're able to launch it from within
0: Periscope. Do you know whether Instagram Live is supported with these cameras as well? Uh, you know, I
2: don't. I've, I've never tried it, but I'm sure I'm curious right now. In fact, I kind of want to grab my camera and plug it in.
0: <laughs> let's not go there because <laughs> let's not go there just now because I don't want you to get totally distracted with the live audience. Beyond the Nano, do you have any other recommended cameras for going 360? And and before you recommend those cameras, set the expectation. Is this? I'm going to imagine this is not super high resolution, right? We're not talking about 4K video here. Or are we? Uh,
2: So, no, they're 1080p HD, um, and many of these can do like 30 frames per second. Uh, You know, I've I've not, the one that I've tried prior to the Nano, I don't really think is all, all that readily available anymore. It's the 360 Fly, which... Promises 4K, the newer ones do. They're about $500. I haven't tried the 4K one. I tried an earlier 360 fly. But the problem with it is there's one camera. It's on top. If you'll kind of imagine, you know, when you go to Vegas, they have the eye in the sky. Right. Those cameras that are down from the ceiling. Well, they see everything from the ceiling down but if they could see above the ceiling you know if it was transparent the camera wouldn't catch that so if it doesn't matter that you know you hit a certain threshold there's a there's a baseline that you don't need to capture under then those can work really well for the 4K but I like the full 360 experience, and I've heard really good things about the Ricoh Theta S. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's allegedly a really great 360 camera. I think uh, it's around $350. Samsung makes a Gear 360 that's got 280-degree fisheye lenses that goes up to 15 megapixel. And then you've got other manufacturers. LG makes one. Kodak makes a 4K camera now again you know it's one thing to uh record at 4k it's another to stream it that high and you know i'm right. very suspicious that it will do that nikon's got a camera that's 200 dollars and actually i found uh all uh, many of these are listed on a site that i found called 360 video
0: by the way it's important for people to understand that when these 360 cameras film in 1080p that's 1080p stretched into a 360 experience so it's going to look worse you know what I mean it's like it's like they're taking that 1080 pixel thing and they're essentially warping it around a 360 view so it's not like it's it's not like it's high definition wherever you look instead to get that you really need the 4k video because it just it never looks as good you know as what you would expect high definition video to look I've seen for example the Ricoh Theta and I just think it looks okay You know, because by the time you stretch it to cover the whole 360 degrees, it really is more like standard definition video for the the little piece of it that you see.
2: Yeah. And and of course, you know, look, as we get faster bandwidth everywhere, as more cities have Google fiber to them, you know, then I think we're going to see better um, resolution on those doing 360 live.
0: So let's talk about live virtual reality. Um, First of all, explain what the heck it is.
2: Well, virtual reality is just one of the funnest things. You know, I think I've been waiting my whole life for VR to finally become consumer-friendly. And with Facebook's purchase of the Oculus technology and uh, their release of the Oculus Lift, uh, Rift about a year and a half ago, and and uh, just last week, they lowered the price of the Rift and the hand controllers to $400. Uh, that, along with the HTC Vive uh, VR unit. We now finally have consumer-friendly virtual reality, and this is basically a headset that you put on. Uh, they're goggles that you put on your head, surprisingly lightweight, and with the software that supports these, you are now able to enjoy experiences In 360, in virtual reality. So basically, you're looking into the goggles and wherever it is that the software is showing you you are, for all intents and purposes, that's what your brain is telling you, that you are there. And so uh, while most of the experiences and software that are available in virtual reality are not live experiences. Uh, Facebook has actually been the first one to step up and create a live experience with their software tool that's called Spaces. And uh, I got to
0: say, it's a lot of fun. So just to be clear, most of this VR experience is a I mean, you can you can experience the 360 video in VR, but a lot of the best stuff is digital, right? It's actually a a rendered experience. Is that a fair assessment to say it, that it
2: is? It's, it's an experience. Uh, you know, it's great for being able to go around the world. You know, if you want to stand uh, in front of the Eiffel Tower as though you're there, even though you're sitting in your living room in the middle of Denver, Colorado, you can do that. If you want to go into this otherworldly place and throw magic spells at a wizard, you know, in this this graphically rendered place, you can do that. But as far as live goes, really the only experience that I have been able to participate in direct to Facebook Live is by being in their VR app which is called Facebook Spaces and the whole premise of this is they wanted to create software for their hardware the Oculus Rift that would take what makes Facebook so special and that is the social element connecting with friends and take that into the VR space and so you've seen me do this and you've seen Mark Zuckerberg do it from VR avatar Joel is able to go live to Facebook to see comments in my goggles from people that are engaging with me and share experiences that I am having in the Oculus live on Facebook.
0: So before we get into spaces, I want to back up a little bit on the equipment stuff. So um, I know that you can get a cardboard, right, from Google for like $10 or something like that. Uh, hypothetically, right. is that kind of the entry level equipment that we would need to experience something like this uh, at, just from a virtual reality perspective before we start getting into yeah. the live side of it?
2: Yeah. Anybody can do, if you have a, an iPhone or an Android phone, you could experience VR and really all you need is something as simple as Google Cardboard. I would upgrade from their cheap cardboard goggles to go to Amazon or wherever and purchase a $20 uh, set of goggles. There's nice ones that are plastic. You slip your phone into it, you launch the app, and away you go. There's If you just go to Google Play or to the iTunes App Store and search for virtual reality, you'll find there's a lot of VR apps that you can download and have that experience.
0: Well, and YouTube also allows you to do that. Uh, when you watch the YouTube videos on your phone, there's a little button that allows you to play it in VR, and it splits it, basically. And it's, right. it's a, pretty, a pretty amazing experience if you've never never put on a pair of goggles and, and watched a, a 360 video. It is, it is, you almost get like, what's that phrase? I forget. You you get dizzy or whatever. Um, You feel like, you feel like you're actually there and you can, it tricks your brain enough that you can, you can feel like you're going to fall over or whatever, right? <laughs> well, you can, if you're standing, I suppose. <laughs>
2: uh, you know, I, I'm kind of used to it, but it is disorienting for those who haven't done it before. Uh, but you know, once you've played with it for a little while, you kind of get used to over the novelty of the feeling and then the experiences themselves become novel.
0: So the Oculus, that is the Facebook uh, technology. And you mentioned that there is something called the Rift. Is that the inexpensive equipment? And if so, what are we talking and what does it cost? Because I know the regular Oculus is very expensive and it requires a standalone dedicated computer, right?
2: Well, right. So this actually, this is what I'm talking about. You know, you do need a PC to use an Oculus Rift. And that's the one that I have. They do make, they just announced that they're coming up with standalone goggles that are going to be $199. I haven't done a ton of research into it yet, but allegedly people will be able to enjoy many Oculus experiences from the Oculus store in these goggles. What I have is the the, the full uh, Oculus Rift. I do have a high end PC because I'm a gamer. And so it's ready to be able to render these experiences. At the time I bought it, I believe it was $600 and then it was $200 for the hand controller. So a total of $800 invested into it. And just like iTunes has an app store, there's an Oculus store that has many free experiences you can install on your Oculus Rift. And then there's paid experiences. Uh, But now they've permanently lowered the price on the Oculus lift to $400. I keep calling it a lift. It's a rift from from $800 to $400. And that includes the hand controllers. And what's really amazing with that is when you're wearing these hand controllers, you see in the goggles these virtual hands. And as you move your hands around, the sensors pick up on their proximity and their location. And you can just do some really amazing things in VR. It's still very early phase. Days, but we're definitely at the place where consumers are purchasing and using this.
0: Yeah, um, and just so you know, Joel, uh, while we were away at the conference, Oculus announced something called the Oculus Go, which is a hundred ninety-nine dollar standalone VR headset that does not require yeah. a computer. Are you familiar with that yet, or no?
2: Yeah, right. Well, I, I just I did mention that there uh, briefly, and so you know that's going to be coming out soon, and I'm assuming it's going to use. Uh, many of the same experiences will be available. There's still a lot of questions about it. So I'm kind of at, at a wait and see. But, you know, the cheaper it gets, the more accessible it gets. Uh, it's my belief that we're going to see
0: VR enter into the mainstream by holidays
2: uh, 2019.
0: And they also have this new thing called Oculus Dash. Which, um, when you're wearing the oculus, it replaces your computer screen and essentially creates a virtual reality big computer screen that you can use while you're wearing these things, which is kind of fascinating, <laughs> you know to think all these crazy things that are coming out and and you know we're recording this in the middle of October, and this is going to be releasing in November, so I think this is uh Facebook's way of trying to get some of this stuff to be like the you know the the holiday gifts, if you will, of choice for a lot of the tech. Um, people that are that are wanting to get into this, so if you can describe what it 's like um when you 're inside of oculus, does it truly feel amazing or do you feel like it has a ways to go still i mean like you know can does it look is is the responsiveness there does it feel like yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah, the,
2: the responsiveness is there. Depending upon the application you're running, sometimes they're like, eh, okay, that's cool. You know, I'm flying over a city and it's like I'm watching a movie or it's a demo, but then there's some others. Uh, for example, one of my favorites is a, a software game called The Climb and you're a mountain climber and you see your hands with chalk on them and it puts you into, you know, uh, the Alps and you are climbing these mountains and you're holding on to the edge of this mountain and you're looking down and it goes down you know hundreds of feet below you hmm. um, and there's animations of birds flying and planes flying by and you're climbing into you know the the canyons and it's just it's this really breathtaking experience that feels
0: really immersive will you and, be able uh, to play that little... with another person you think or is, are these one player games right now
2: so that is a single-player game, but there are multiplayer spaces available. There's a, there's a couple that are more arcade For example, I can enter into one of the applications and I can play Frisbee golf huh. with a friend. And I can see my friend there and, uh, you know, you can play chess with people. And instead of, you know, you making a move and them making a move, you're looking across from each other. You're sitting at the table together in VR and you're having a conversation. So the same microphone that is connected to my PC that I'm using to record the show is also connected to the Oculus so that we're able to talk in virtual reality, just
0: like we're talking right now. So let's talk about Facebook Spaces. Try to describe what it is for people. I mean, most people listening have never tried it before because they don't have all the right equipment, but what is it and where is it heading in your opinion?
2: Yeah, so uh, the best way to really get this is while you're listening to the show, if you're at a computer, go to facebook.com forward slash spaces and seeing this visually will be far better than I could ever describe it but what Facebook spaces does is it lets up to four of you into a room at one time you're in front of this table and this table acts as the interface for the activity that you want to do in spaces Uh, you select what your avatar looks like essentially the first time you go in there it says grab it you log into Facebook and then it says grab a profile picture you take your profile picture and you drag it onto this palette, and it attempts to render a cartoon version of you basically really? from the waist up. Wow. Uh, then you select you know okay, I want to change my hair, I want to change my eyes, I want to change you know my nose shape or my mouth. You can basically make yourself look however you want, but it tries to give a close approximation to what your profile picture is and then once you're in that space, you have things like drawing tools, so I can grab a little color palette and a pencil and begin drawing in this this uh, virtual space. And then I can grab my drawings. Um, I can take there's a selfie stick in there, so I can grab my selfie stick and take pictures. And if a friend is in there with me, their avatar and mine will show up next to each other. And I could take it. We can look at the camera. We can smile. We can laugh. We can open our mouths. You know, we can look however way we we want to. But then there's this big table in the center, and I could go. I could pick my Facebook timeline or a friend's timeline or any of the featured ones, and I. I can find 360 videos and photos. So if I grab a 360 photo, say perhaps we were talking about the Eiffel Tower, maybe there's a photo that's a 360 photo standing at the base of the Eiffel Tower. I grab that photo from Facebook. I drop it into the middle of this table. And all of a sudden, my entire environment is now that that place at the base of the Eiffel Tower. Hmm. We are in that space. And the, the super cool thing about this regarding live is with a tap on a button on my little virtual wrist in spaces, I can say, go live on Facebook. And now this experience that I'm
0: having, whether by myself or with a friend is being broadcast to Facebook live. Now, when we, when you do that, it's a regular Facebook live, right? It's not a 360 yeah. live, right? So it, it's the, yeah. but wherever I look is what you'll see very fast. So that's,
2: if I'm in this space on in spaces on Facebook live, wherever I am turning my head, that's, what's going to be on the Facebook live that people view.
0: Huh? That's so fascinating. Yeah. What's, what, what's your thoughts on this? I mean, like, where do you think this is going? I mean, is it just a novelty or are you, have you found it actually to be fun and useful?
2: Oh, it's great fun. So I've actually been in spaces with um, a couple friends, One of the things that you can do from Spaces is you can use Messenger. I can do a video call to you, Mike, from Messenger, and when you open up Messenger for that video call, you will see me in Spaces. You won't; it won't use my camera to show you me. It's an actual call from Spaces, and you and I don't know. Have you done that with anybody yet? Because if not, I have to show you. Well, actually,
0: yeah, we tried to do it. If you recall, I think I think I actually did. I think I was able to successfully join you briefly. I wasn't able to see it all um, on my phone, but I was able to see it on Facebook Live. Uh, Yeah. So, you know, you can see and uh, they keep adding these
2: tools to Facebook spaces that make it more and more interactive and engaging for people. Uh, And it's it's really a lot of fun. And I I, yes, it's a novelty initially, but I do see it uh, having practical applications to connect with friends in 360, because once Facebook starts adding additional activities, you know, can I invite you into Facebook spaces with me? And can we play a game of chess on Facebook? You know, can can we um, say, hey, I'm thinking of going somewhere or other. I'm, I'm thinking of going to Prague, which I, I did recently. And you're like, oh, I've been to Prague. And you pull this video off of Facebook, drop it onto the table. And now we are surrounded in this environment. You're saying, oh, see over here, this place is where the museum is. There's this great statue over here. And we are in Prague virtually together and we're sharing this experience. So really it's only limited to what your imagination can do as far as sharing any experience where there is a photo or a video that is available for a 360.
0: Do you believe that with the smartphones getting much faster processors and all this stuff that we're going to get to the age where we're all just going to have, you know, a little headset in our pocket that we just plop our phone into and we'll be able to have these experiences wherever we are without having all this gear do you think that's where we're well i
2: do think you know they are the glasses are going to get smaller and smaller if we know anything from technology it's you know we go from boom box to you know tiny little ipod right right um is the direction things tend to go big screens that used to have this big pull out thing so the two you know the lights would shine and reflect off the mirror and put the picture on screen now we have these thin, you know, plasma and LED screens that, uh, that, you know, some of them are like a quarter of an inch thick. So we do know that technology as it advances and goes more mainstream and there's more money and they're able to lower the price on the technology. Um, I think in order to be fully immersed, you do need to close off any light You know, from the outside world. And so I think if you'll picture the glasses that you're wearing now, only that there's kind of like these blinders that come over the side to cover up any outside light, I think that that's definitely going to be a reality.
0: Well, it's it's fascinating. We'll we'll look back on this and say, "Do you remember how basic it was back in 2017?" <laughs> right? <laughs> Cuz well, I,
2: you know, this has been tried before. I don't know if you remember, but when my kids were little, uh, Nintendo came out with the Virtual Boy, you know, it was there it was after a Game Boy and it was this very primitive uh, early stage VR unit designed to run a uh, select Nintendo games that you know would only run on this and it was way too soon I don't think it really got much traction but we're finally there like we are at the place where you can go buy one of these and if you have the HTC Vive, you'll need a PlayStation 4 or a computer. If you want an Oculus, you'll need a high-end PC. And if you want to find out, you know, is my PC ready for this, simply go to Oculus.com and click on the Rift, and there's a piece of software that you can test. It'll it'll test your computer to see if you, uh, you know, have the right hardware to be able to run one of these things.
0: Well, the future really is 360-degree uh, uh, and e- immersive experience. That is where we're heading. And the fact that you can do it live is, is kind of exciting. And I know that's very, very, very cutting edge for a lot of us, but I would probably encourage everybody to at least start doing live video in some capacity. If you want to give any words of wisdom on how to get started with live before they worry about three hundred and sixteen virtual reality, what, what might you suggest?
2: Oh, well, you know, Facebook and Twitter really make it easiest to go live. And all you need is the app. That's it. And you press, you know, type in what you're going to talk about and push the live button. And all of a sudden, the world is, is your audience. And now it's up to you. It's up to you to share your knowledge and information. Uh, it's up to you to inspire or motivate people, to entertain them. And if all else fails, uh, to do and bring people into an experience. Share with them where you are, who you're with, and what you're doing. It's really that simple. And if what you're doing is interesting enough to you that you want to share it with people, then sure enough, there's going to be people that will go on that journey with you. Don't be afraid to try it. Don't be afraid of the camera. The camera loves you and it loves your stories. And those who are your friends, fans, and followers want to know um, more about what you have to say and what you want to show
0: them. Awesome. Joel, why don't you tell everybody where they can get your brand new book, Live Video Revolution, and where they can discover more about you and all the great stuff you're doing with your new podcast?
2: Sure thing. We don't have a dedicated website set up for the book yet, but if you just go to Amazon, search for Live Video Revolution, and you'll find my book there. There's also a free 19-page PDF called The Live Video Playbook, which you can get at LV Playbook dot com and of course uh, joelcom.com and at joelcom and all the social places find me there reach out say hello would love to hear from you
0: and if you have room on your listening dial for another podcast bad crypto podcast just give a quick plug on that as well
2: (laughs) yeah so i've gone down the cryptocurrency rabbit hole and i could tell you right now that just like uh the iphone disrupted Uh, smartphone technology in 2007, and essentially told, you know, everybody was carrying a BlackBerry back then. BlackBerry thought they owned the world. iPhone came along and disrupted that. Well, something called blockchain technology is happening right now, and it is going to disrupt every single industry, every vertical that we're in, from healthcare and insurance to grocery shopping and gaming and everything in between. And so the Bad Crypto Podcast is uh, basically for those that are curious about Bitcoin and blockchain and cryptocurrency or serious about it. And Travis Wright and myself break it down several days a week. And we're pretty excited because it's a it's an instant hit. We've got a really loyal audience and so we're having a fun time learning about blockchain and Bitcoin and teaching others what we have learned.
0: Awesome. Joel Kahn, my friend, the futurist. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us this week and sharing all your wisdom and insight. Always
2: my pleasure, Mike. Thanks, buddy.
0: Well, I hope you found a lot of value in today's episode. As a reminder, you, we take all the show notes for you and you can get there by visiting socialmediaexaminer.com slash two seven seven, which stands for episode 277. It's kind of nuts for me to think I've produced that many episodes. This brings us to the end of another episode of the social media marketing podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner. I'll be back with you in the driver's seat next week. I promise. I hope you make the absolute best out of your day and may social media continue to change your world. The social media marketing podcast is a production
1: of social media examiner.